This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show. My name is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. I'm joined today by my buddy, Tom Newman. How are you today, Tony? Good, buddy. How you doing? Summertime, volleyball, boating, swimming, like what's on the agenda <laughs> for the Newman household? Oh man, it seems like it never ends, but yeah, it's a lot of baseball right now for both of the children. And uh, whenever we get a, a free moment, getting out on the lake, doing some swimming. So yeah, it's uh, we love the summertime. Yeah, I can imagine it's such a great time in the Midwest here. It could be a little short lived, but I got some good advice from you earlier this week, Tom. I got to <laughs> stay in the moment, enjoy the weather, not worry about the length of the summer. You got it, Tony. I like that advice. But uh, great topic this week, Tom. I want to challenge you. How about this for a retirement dream? You trade in your mundane everyday work schedule to retire early and spend your remaining years basking in the sun on some tropical beach, all at the courtesy of the benevolent Uncle Sam. That's right. Imagine Uncle Sam says, you've already paid enough in taxes. You deserve a break. So go ahead, retire, and I will tax you no more. Tom, is this possible? I don't know. Tell me. I wish it was. Before you might say no, though, think about the stories you hear about some how some very wealthy people are able to significantly reduce or eliminate the taxes they pay. If that if it's true that a wealthy person might pay less in taxes than you pay, it might mean one of two things. Either that rich person is a tax cheat, or perhaps you pay more than you might have to pay. So in today's episode, I want to talk about two tax strategies. Some people might call them loopholes, but they've been legitimately used by the wealthy, and you cannot likely use them as well. And if you think back, you may recall in 2017, then President Trump signed a Tax Cuts and Jobs Act into law, and it was the largest tax code overhaul in three decades. What many have forgotten is that a large number of the tax benefits set to help individuals and families expires in 2025. So have you thought about how these scheduled tax rate increases might impact your retirement? When was the last time your broker or advisor came to you with tax planning strategies designed to address these issues? If this is a concern, we'd be happy to sit down with you on a complimentary basis or reach out to a good fiduciary financial advisor. But Tom, since I first entered the financial service industry, much of what is considered good financial planning assumes that taxes will automatically go down once a person has retired. I don't know. You got, have you, did you hear this, Tom? Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, somebody said, Tom, put as much money away as you can in that 401k, tax defer it. Because when you retire, you're going to be in such a tiny tax bracket, you'll barely pay anything, right? So many of us have heard some version of that advice. We find the reality to be much different. Many of the retired families that we're working with are actually in a higher tax bracket than they ever were when they were working. Oftentimes, you lose deductions. Social Security can be taxable. Pensions are taxable. You know, once you turn 72, you have to take required minimum distributions. That's taxable income. And you just don't have the deductions you used to. Some people find themselves that, you know, this is just a myth for them, and it's not true. So today we want to talk about tax issues that can be particularly important after you stop working and collecting a paycheck. 
But what we really want to do is spend our time on this episode personally helping you develop a strategy so you can enjoy your retirement dreams without worrying about taxes or anything else that might interfere. So, Tom, walk us through a little bit about how taxes work in retirement. I think we have to start with this question, which is, will taxes be higher or lower in retirement? The answer is, it actually depends. Um, If you are like the majority of retirees, the likely answer is your taxes will be lower. Uh, Research shows that taxes for most retirees is is negligible, ranging from 0% to just under 2% for retirement income. But the real important question is, are you or will you be like most retirees? There's an awful lot of people who haven't saved very much money for retirement. In fact, you know, some of the numbers for the average uh, between the ages of 55 and 64 held a median savings of only about $134,000. If you are amongst this group, then my guess is that taxes in retirement won't be your biggest problem but you will have many other things to worry about. You know, I have a fairly good idea as to the types of people who who listen to our episodes. You know, a good number of you have have come actually into our office or engaged us and and given us the privilege of counting you amongst our clients. And and thankfully, our, our typical clients have done or are doing a great job of preparing for retirement. You know, people who have been more proactive when it comes to saving and planning for retirement typically have the resources to adequately replace their paycheck once they've stopped working. And if you are like them, then the answer to the question of if your taxes will be higher or lower after retirement is still the same. It depends. And what it depends on has a lot to do with your sources of your retirement income maybe even more than the amount of that income. The distinction is often well understood by the wealthy and can be a key in determining the amount of taxes anyone may pay. Great points, Tom. And I think a lot of people don't think about the reality that different sources of income are taxed differently. Think about it like a bucket strategy. You may have heard of bucket strategies as it pertains to risk. But think about our tax system as, you know, there's a lot more nuances to it, but primarily three tax buckets. One is tax at ordinary income. For most people, that tends to be the highest income tax brackets. The second is currently taxable. You may think about this as short-term or long-term capital gains. And the third is tax-free. That's the Roth-type instruments that, you know, grow tax-free, come out tax-free, pass on to your loved ones tax-free if you follow all the right rules correctly. And in retirement, or I guess preferably before retirement, if we can just equalize those out, right? Most people come to us and they have almost all their wealth in that ordinary income tax bucket, that tax deferred bucket, and it doesn't put them in a great spot when it comes to taxes. So we want to try to smooth that out. Our system is extremely complicated. Just take a look at the first page of any tax return you filed in the past. What you'll see is there's not just one single line in which you enter your income. Instead, there are more than a dozen different places where you must enter income depending on the source of that income. The reason is that your income will be treated much differently for tax purposes depending on where it comes from. And this difference in tax treatment is potentially substantial. 
Some sources are fully taxable wages, withdrawals from IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, other retirement accounts. Other sources of income are entirely tax-free, like tax-exempt interest from municipal bonds and qualified distributions from Roth IRAs. And to complicate matters even more, there's that third bucket. There's sources of income that are subject to taxation, but the actual rates are more favorable than how you pay taxes on your wages or IRA IRA withdrawals. These might include dividends, long-term capital gains, and Social Security. And, you know, income can range from being... 100% 100% taxable to 100% tax-free or something in between, then the amount of taxes you pay has everything to do with the source of your income, and understanding this is a really major key in effective tax planning. Now, Tom, I understand you live on a lake. Boat owner? Yes? No? Yes. Currently, yes. Okay. Tell us about the two best days as a boat owner. <laughs> the first one was when I bought it. The second one's going to be coming up when I sell it. That's going to be the day you sell it. You'll be pretty excited. <laughs> yep. That's good stuff. And and I think, Tom, you know, you naturally ask yourself, how could a billionaire legally avoid paying income taxes? And that's a really valid question. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement-ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. And Tony, have you ever read or heard on the news how some of the wealthiest people pay a surprisingly low amount or even zero in income taxes. Uh, maybe the thought of this makes you angry or, or everyone angry. Maybe you even wonder if you could do the same. What is interesting about how many wealthy people are able to dramatically reduce or eliminate their income taxes is that it is not as complicated as you might actually think. In fact, some of the tax saving strategies of the wealthy are simple enough that we can give you at least a general idea of some methods that are entirely legal and available to just about anyone. The first one is a a Roth IRA, and it seems like there's a lot of wealthy people who really like tax-free Roth IRAs. I'm not sure how wealthy I am, Tom, but I love the what sound. (laughs) Say that. Let's say that as a group. Tax-free. It just has a nice ring to it. It does. It'll put you to sleep at night, too. Maybe, or put you in a state of joy, (laughs) one of the two. Um, you know, some people that, uh, they like them so much, they have millions or even billions of dollars socked away in what are often referred to as tax-free mega Roth accounts. In fact, there's an individual, his name is Peter Thiel, um, you know, billionaire co-founder of PayPal, uh, has one with a reported value of $5 billion dollars. And apparently he is not the only wealthy person who favors tax-free accounts. Uh, Some figures released by the Congressional Joint Committee on Taxation show that so-called mega individual retirement accounts, those with 5 million or more, are seeing big growth. And although it's perfectly legal, the idea of wealthy people using Roth IRAs is upsetting to some people. 
In fact, uh, Senate Finance Committee Chair uh, Ron Wyden has stated it's shocking, but not surprising to see how the use of the mega IRA accounts by mega millionaires and billionaires has just exploded. Um, but in, instead of getting mad about the accounts that rich people use to shield their money from taxes, maybe we should take a moment, take a few minutes to see what we can learn from this. Uh, we believe there is at least three important lessons here. The first uh, and foremost, nothing is better than tax-free. Uh, before you spend a lot of time figuring out which investments will grow your retirement savings with as little risk as possible, it might be wise to also try to reduce or eliminate the ultimate taxes that will be deducted from that growth. And when it's done legally, as you can with a Roth IRA, it can become a risk-free way to accelerate the growth of your retirement assets. We do know that taxes are going up in the future. So don't be the person who gets angry with wealthy people if you read about how they beat the scheduled tax rate increases by converting to a tax-free Roth uh, by the end of 2025. After all, you can actually do the same thing right now. And one of the final lessons here as, as we do with, you know, it's how possible it is for some of these wealthy people to get so much money into a Roth IRA. After all, there are income limits that you would think would prevent this. Well, in, in fact, as with many things in the tax code, there are legal ways to get around certain limitations. Wealthy people often realize what is commonly referred to as a backdoor Roth IRA to get massive amounts of money into Roth IRAs. Again, before you get mad that some people use so-called loopholes to their advantage, realize that you can likely do the same. It is perfectly legal and it really isn't that complicated. And if you believe that these limits are blocking you from getting more money into a tax-free Roth and your current advisor hasn't talked to you about the backdoor Roth IRA, maybe it's now a good time to think about changing advisors. Another thing to think about, Tom, you know, I, I think so many people are getting beat up in this current market. And but, you know, in every economic situation, there's usually opportunity, right? We talk about it not being the direction of the wind, but the set of the sail. And right now might be a time to consider doing a Roth. If your IRA is down, you can likely convert over, pay less in taxes. And when that rebounds, it rebounds income tax free. That can have huge benefits. That's likely why your advisor was calling you during COVID and hopefully calling you again right now to suggest a Roth conversion, something we're doing with our clients, and it can be really advantageous in the long run. Tom, another tool that folks use, and this might surprise some people, the ultra-wealthy uses permanent life insurance. And you might recall shortly after uh, President Biden was uh, elected, he was advocating tax increases targeting the wealthy. This has not only prompted a great deal of political debate, but it's also prompted even more interest in a tax strategy, that, tax strategy excuse me, that's already been gaining popularity among the very rich for its ability to shield fortunes from taxes. It may be interesting to understand that the heart of this strategy is a financial instrument, a version of which you may currently own or have owned in the past, and it's a form of life insurance. Not the low premium term life insurance that maybe budget-minded people purchase to save money. 
Instead, what we're discussing is permanent life insurance that requires much higher premiums. And for the sake of accuracy, it's important to clarify that many wealthy people use a strategy actually purchase what is referred to as private placement life insurance instead of the retail version available to the majority of people. But with regards to the tax advantages, they are available with just about any form of permanent life insurance. This favorable tax treatment includes tax-deferred cash value growth potential, income tax-free access to the cash value if you do it properly, and a death benefit proceeds that are payable income tax-free to your beneficiaries. So done properly, both private placement life insurance and traditional retail policies can be highly effective as a means of accumulating wealth long-term and really providing valuable death benefit protection, you know, throughout your retirement and for your beneficiaries. And I understand if you're interested in rushing out to buy a new life insurance policy just because some wealthy people do it for tax advantages. But please don't make the mistake that I see many people who are already retired or soon to be make which is dropping their existing life insurance because they think it no longer has any value to them. There might be certain tax advantages as well as estate planning considerations that can make this a huge mistake. And Tom, it's really important, I think, if you're thinking about tax planning and tax planning strategies, particular in, in retirement, you need to understand your tax obligation. And, and Tony, hopefully this discussion hasn't offended any listeners um you know to our show who who believe we have a moral obligation to pay more in taxes than is legally necessary um if that is your opinion you certainly have the right to that um i for one agree with you know the federal judge learner hand who once famously said Anyone may so arrange his affairs that his taxes shall be as low as possible and that there is not even a patriotic duty to increase one's taxes. So, you know, many people agree and want to reduce the taxes they pay to the legal minimum, which begs the question of why don't people spend more time planning in an attempt to lower their taxes in retirement? You know, it could be that since our schools maybe don't do a great job of educating on the topics of money, maybe wealth accumulation or, or taxes, that some people are just simply unaware uh, of the legal strategies that exist. And, and this is a shame for, for anyone searching for ways to improve their standard of living in retirement because taxes can prove to be a major expense even after we stop working. And Tom, we started this episode by talking about what might be a great dream retirement. And what I've learned, maybe you, I'm sure you have as well over the many years of being financial advisors, specializing in helping folks in retirement, is that different people certainly have different dreams when it comes to how they want to live the remainder of their lives. For some people might be traveling the world. Others might want to buy a vacation home on a beach or in the mountains where the children and grandchildren can join them. But whatever your retirement dreams, it will likely take money, or at least the independence that money can bring. And money is something that you'll have more of to enjoy if you can effectively manage the amount of taxes that you're paying. As I mentioned earlier, we know taxes are going up in, after 2025, so now is the time to make sure you've done everything you can 
to position yourself to manage your taxes more efficiently in retirement. If you're not sure that you have, do yourself a favor. Reach out to a good fiduciary, financial advisor, someone that has experience in tax planning strategies and can really help make sure you set yourself up to pay the smallest amount of taxes possible in retirement. If less of your savings goes to taxes, that's more money you have to spend or to pass on can really extend the longevity of your portfolio. Thanks for tuning in to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.